Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. You've got to commit. You know this already. But this is just true in life. You've got to commit and not quit. Commit, don't quit. That's how you get the result that you want, the success that you want. Commit, don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Truth. We're going to talk about truth today. Now, we've got another kind of relaxed, quieter show today because this is another sleeping baby show. It is 4 a.m. <laughs> here in Japan. I have a sleeping baby uh, in my arms right now, so I can't be too loud as I talk to you. And my wife is also sleeping. But baby is finally sleeping. This is a good chance to record a show. Also, I have some uh, good news. Just heard back. I am going to interview a a writer, a uh, philosopher, a Dharma teacher by the name of uh, Sri Dharma Pravartika. Acharya. Acharya is a title, which basically means uh, teacher, a spiritual teacher. So anyway, he is the author of Sanatana Dharma, The Eternal Natural Way. Uh, so he's very much an expert on the topic of natural law, uh, Tao, Dharma, uh, you know, all the different words we've used, but natural law, right? Um, which is great. So we're going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to him, interview him probably in a couple of weeks. Now, this will be advanced. Some of you asked me for advanced uh, shows. AJ, do an advanced show with difficult vocabulary. Um, you know, the best way for me to do an advanced show is to interview someone. Because uh, my own style of speaking, as you have seen, I speak uh, very clearly. I have a good, clear pronunciation. Uh, I've got a very standard American accent, which is good. I'm also not a fast speaker, really. Not usually, unless I'm very excited. Uh, Just naturally. That's just my natural speaking speed. Also, I'm from the south, the southern part of the United States. And people usually speak a little more slowly down there. And I tend to use, you know, just really common, direct vocabulary. And I don't use a lot of slang. So for all these reasons, I'm easy to understand, easier to understand. But some of you, I want you to use, you know, advanced vocabulary. I need to learn more advanced stuff. Well, you can do that, of course, in my courses. You get more advanced uh, vocabulary in my courses, usually. But the other way, the, the easiest way for me to do it is to interview someone like uh, Acharya Ji, who I'm going to interview. Uh, because 
he has a graduate degree in philosophy and uh, he is used to talking about philosophical topics very kind of intellectual and spiritual topics and just knowing you know from watching his videos and reading his books he has a very he has an advanced vocabulary he uses some advanced words <laughs> okay um, so when I interview him don't feel bad okay don't feel bad if you listen to the interview first time and don't understand everything. Don't feel bad if it seems difficult. Don't feel bad if, you know, he's using words you don't know. Probably that will happen. You know, if you're very advanced, okay, maybe you will understand him. But probably there's a good chance that you will not understand him well. That's okay, because what I'm going to do then, I will do another show. After the interview, I'll do a second show, maybe even a third show, about the interview. And I will, I'll use my movie technique. I'll replay, you know, a little part of the interview, and then I'll explain the vocabulary. And I'll explain the meaning of what he's saying, so that you can understand the interview after. It'll be kind of like a little uh, free movie technique lesson for you where you can learn some nice advanced vocabulary a very you know a fairly advanced topic a very philosophical topic natural law and he's a very intelligent man and is going to speak in an intelligent way uh, so this is good this will be a very good way to us for us to uh do an advanced topic for you to learn some advanced vocab and hopefully a very interesting topic as well so that's coming in a couple weeks. Just watch my uh, gab, and I'll announce it when I know a specific time. I'm trying to schedule it. And speaking of philosophy, I want to talk today about truth. Truth. What is true? Finding truth. And how do you know when something is true? How do you know something is a good idea and not a bad idea? How do you know if a suggestion or advice is good advice or bad advice? How do you know if something is possible or not? And I'll give you an example of this. You know, I've done many shows on the topic of simplicity, and I have talked uh, a lot about, you know, usury recently, and uh, don't get out, don't take out loans and get rid of your debt and live very, 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 very simply and cheaply. And I've had a few comments live and on social media where people are questioning me, like am I, what I'm saying is not true or it's too difficult or it's, it's impossible or if it's impossible if you have a family or if it's, it's impossible if you live in the city or, you know, things like this. And uh, you know, the criticisms are wrong. And I'm right. How do I know that? Because I've done it. <laughs> okay? Because I've done it. So I know it's possible. I know what's possible. In fact, I know it's possible to live even more simply than I do and than I have and still be happy and still be comfortable. I know it's possible to do this even with um, being married or with the family in lots of in the city. I know it. 100% I know it. It's true. And the people criticizing me don't know it. And they're wrong. And why not? Because they've never tried it. 
they're just they're, it's their fear talking it's their worry talking it's their you know they're just talking about beliefs or ideas which they really don't have any idea about because they've actually never tried it before they've actually never done it before or else they would know I'm telling the truth I'm not blaming them or attacking them because this is a common thing we do in life in so many areas of life we think something's impossible we think oh this person's crazy you can't do that and we just and we think that we know we have an opinion and we think it's the truth but it's not we're, we're right we're mistaken it's an illusion or a delusion it's a, it's a way of either you're confused or you're lying to yourself and of course, I've done this too. This happens to all of us now because we're all conditioned, right? We're all being lied to constantly in school, in the media. So we all have these different illusions. And the problem is that we will react with these false ideas, right? We're in the matrix and we think it's real. We're sure it's real. You know, like I, before I actually did simplify my life a lot and get financial freedom, I also thought, oh, no, 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 that's crazy. I, I could never do that. It's impossible. All these beliefs. But I was wrong. So what is the antidote, right? What is the solution to this? Well, I think uh, Mahatma Gandhi gave us a simple solution to this problem of you know how do we know what is true how do we know what is false how do we know we're blue-pilled and we're actually believing a bunch of stuff that's not true and doing following beliefs that actually are not helping us how do we know I think Gandhi answered that question in his book, the, his autobiography, it means he wrote it himself. It's just about his own life. You know, it's a very interesting book. It's a very good book. Highly recommend Gandhi's book. Um, but actually, he answered the question in the title of his book. You don't even have to read the book. <laughs> I mean, do read it if you want to. It's interesting. But, uh, the title of the book, the subtitle specifically, is so fantastic that it, it, it really suggests the answer to this, how to become red-pilled, how to know truth from lies and falsehood. And, you know, the name of it, the book, is, you know, it's, it's auto, the autobiography of Mahatma Gandhi is the title, but the subtitle is uh, my, The Story of My Experiments with Truth. I think... Let me just look it up online, make sure that's the exact title. Gandhi's Autobio. Yeah, the story of my experiments with truth. Mohandas K. Gandhi, which is his real name. Mahatma's a title. Mohandas Gandhi, the story of my experiments with truth. I love it. It's such, it's such a great title. <laughs> because, and, and when you read the book, you'll see why he titled it that, because that is exactly what Gandhi's life was. Experiments with truth. 
That means how do you find the truth? You experiment. What do you experiment with? Your own life. Mahatma Gandhi saw his life as like a laboratory. His life was a series of experiments with truth. It's such a playful, such a simple, such a truthful, such an honest, such a truly scientific, not corrupt science, but real science. I mean, this is exactly what real science is. Empiricism. This is, this is the heart of Dharma living. You know, living, following natural law, following Dharma. Experiments with truth. So we have two parts to this phrase. I mean, truth, number one, there is a truth. Okay, it's not just opinion, okay? There is a real truth, right? Some things are true and some things are false. Now, in the modern world, they try to have this idea that everything's relative. No, it's not. There's truth and there's falsehood. How do you know the difference? Experiments, the second part of the phrase, the other word. Experiments, you have to experiment, you have to test it. And how do you do that? With action, with real-world action. Right? Not just with your logic. I mean, logic and reason and thinking and opinions and emotion and intuition, these are all fine. They're okay. They give us good ideas. They help us find a direction. But finally, if you want to find the truth, you have to do an experiment. And this is the history of true science. You know, how did, how, did, how did scientists find out all the things we know now about science, you know? How did we find out? How did Newton create his formulas, right? Sir Isaac Newton, he did experiments. He did experiments, and then he got, and he looked at other people's experiments, and then he, then he created his theory and his formulas. The truth. He found the principles underneath, the true principles, the natural law, in a very specific way. But it's not just by thinking. There has to be doing, and not just randomly doing, but doing in a way to test for truth, doing in a way to find truth. It means you have to test things with your life, with your actions, with how you live. You know, I'll give you an example of this. There is the, uh, you know, one area of life that is very confusing now because of all the media and there's so much bullshit, <laughs> that's right, so much, so much lies and just confusion in the area of nutrition. Like, okay, let's say you're overweight. How do you lose weight? What, what should you eat to lose weight? What's the best diet? What's an effective diet? I won't even say the best, but what, what's effective and what's not effective? What's healthy and what's not healthy? Well, if you just read books and just think, right, just in your head, you will find good um, arguments for all kinds of diets. You'll find strong arguments for vegan diets. 
no nothing from animals at all not even honey no honey no meat no milk nothing you'll find arguments for raw food diets only raw vegetables and fruits no no cooking and they'll have good arguments that seem really logical and strong for why that's the best you even can find books about what's called a fruitarian diet where you only eat fruit you don't even eat vegetables fruit only now on the other side too you there you find good arguments for something called paleo which is meat and vegetables and fruits but no uh, no grains so no no rice no bread no pasta and actually no dairy for paleo so no milk or cheese then you have something called primal that's very it's basically it's the same as paleo but you can also do dairy like cheese milk butter you've got the uh in America from the government it's called the food pyramid where it's carbs it's the op so again now now this is opposite of paleo it's saying actually that grains bread pasta rice carbs are you should eat the most that that's those are the most healthy and you should eat those in the biggest amounts And they have all kinds of science, you know, and arguments that for why that's true. So how do you know if you're not even even PhD, you know, people with doctor's degrees in nutrition? Is their hundred percent? Is their job all day, every day for years to study nutrition? They they don't agree, and not a, and they completely disagree on all this. I mean, these are these diets are so completely and totally different, and in many ways opposite than each other than the others. How do you know? Well, you're not going to find out by reading. You're going to get very confused. You have to do experiments with truth. You have you start trying them. Okay, let's just, you know you start with whatever you're doing now. Maybe you're just kind of randomly eating. You're not even you don't have really a system, but it's not working. You feel like you're not healthy. Your energy's low. Uh, you've become too fat. So you know that doesn't work. So that's one experiment already you've done. You've tried your current way of eating, and it's not good. You're getting bad results. That's instead of no need to get upset about it you just that's a experimental result you're a little closer to the truth because now you know at least one thing that does not work for you so you could try something else you could become a vegetarian I mean I did that I became a vegetarian for a while and uh, in the short term meaning for the first few years I did feel better probably because I was eating really badly <laughs> I was eating tons of junk food and when I became a vegetarian I couldn't eat at McDonald's anymore I couldn't eat garbage anymore it kind of forced me to start trying more vegetables different kinds of dishes from different parts of the world so I got a more variety of food and I actually did feel better I improved and that was good 
So there were benefits to it, for sure. Another good experiment. Ah. Now, I thought it was because I was not eating meat anymore. But... Later, I tried to go vegan with no dairy, no animal products, and that did not work. I felt bad. When I, whenever I tried to go vegan, it, I just never, it always made me feel worse, and eventually I stopped trying. But I stayed vegetarian for many years, like uh, 10 years at least. But then what I found something else, though, that happened. In the long term, I found that I was getting less healthy. I was starting to have problems again. And I, you know, I started to realize that, hmm, maybe this vegetarian thing's not working long term so much for me. So then I stopped being vegetarian. And I've tried paleo, I've tried primal, I've tried the uh, the food pyramid I know is garbage. The one thing you can definitely know is that the U.S. government's diet is crap. Just look at Americans and see how fat and unhealthy they are. That one doesn't work. So high carb is terrible. (laughs) Okay? The carb diet is garbage. That I will tell you. In fact, I think all of these other diets are healthier based on my own personal experience. My experiments with diet and fitness and health and truth. I can tell you that. Vegan is better than the standard American diet. Vegetarian is better. Paleo's better. Primal's better. (laughs) So anyway, I did paleo. I did primal. I've done all these other things. What I found is that for me, at least for me, for one thing, what I found is that I realized based on my own personal experience, right, my actual experiments, taking action, actually trying, not just reading and thinking, and also looking at my good friends and family members, and their direct experience and the results they get. First, one thing I realized is that everybody's not the same. Right? We have different uh, genetic backgrounds. We have different uh, backgrounds. Like, we came from different parts of the world. Some people, their genetics, you know, they came from places, tropical places. Or very warm climates, you know, like Thailand or Mexico or... Africa. And there's others who can, you know, where you and your family, you know, your ancestors going back, back, back came from the opposite, you know, like from the far north, from Norway, Denmark, Scotland. That's where my ancestors came from. They came, my ancestors came from the far north. You can tell by the blue eyes. And so, you know, these groups of people don't actually, you know, did not for thousands and thousands of years did not have the same diets. In fact, quite different in some of these, many of these different areas. And yet they could all be very strong and healthy. And so what I have found, one of thing I realized with by because of real world testing and results is that we're not all different. I mean, we're not all the same. Sorry. <laughs> we are all different. We're not all the same. And so you have to figure it out for yourself. You might have a friend who's a vegetarian who does very well on vegetarian, who seems to get healthier and feel better. But then you might try it and you feel worse. And the same thing is true for these other diets. So you got to experiment. You know, I feel, finally figured out the healthiest diet for me, I, are, I know, is paleo. I feel absolutely the best on paleo. 
However, it's also a little difficult for me because I do, I, I, I struggle to eat enough food when I'm on paleo. Like I don't feel like I'm getting enough food sometimes. I, I can't eat just huge amounts of meat and vegetables don't give me enough. So I find that the dairy, having, having some cheese, having some butter and some other things from the primal diet are easier for me to follow. And I still feel very healthy and I don't get fat. So those paleo primal ones really work better for me, especially low carb. In fact, most important of all I find for myself is when I eat too many carbs, when my carbs are high, carbohydrates or carbs, then I, I get fatter and I feel worse. And when I keep my carbs, my carbohydrates, which are sugars basically, keep the sugars low, I feel great and I lose f fat. I look good. Everything's great. So that is the key, for me at least. It's really the carbs. <laughs> In fact, the reason probably I do better on a paleo or primal diet is it's easier to be low carb. It's hard to be a low carb vegetarian. It's very hard. To be a low carb vegan, I think, is almost impossible. But uh, to be low carb paleo or primal is actually quite easy. Um, so, what's my point? Is this not really a top? The topic here is not diet today. The top, the point is that how did I figure it out? There's so much confusion. You know, uh, n none of the scientists agree. Uh, nobody agrees about this, and everybody will really argue about it. And people have very strong opinions, and they're very very different. Well, you got to find out for yourself. I mean, the way you find out is try try the diets. If, if you're interested in this, if you're trying to lose weight, if you want to be healthy, if diet is interesting to you, you've got to try it. And you got to you know, try it for short term. And if you get a good result, then maybe try it for longer, for a few years and see how it is. And then you get a result that for you, you have a real world result. It's a true experiment for you. Now you have a cl more clear idea. Try a paleo diet. Try a primal diet. Try a veg diet if you want to. Whatever is interesting to you, but you got to experiment. Now this brings me to the topic before. I talked about simplicity, right? Where people are questioning or doubting me when I talk about living very, very simply. You know, you can't do that with a family. You can't do that with this. You can't do that in a city. You can't do that. In, and... But they have no experience. How do they know? They've never tried it. Okay? So you've got to try it. You've got to, you know, if, you, if you're interested in simplicity, if, you're, if you want to be more financially free, try it. Re Gandhi did this. Gandhi also. Gandhi, uh, in fact, that's probably Gandhi and Thoreau. Those two really influenced me a lot in this area about simplicity, voluntary simplicity, living much more a much more simple life to be happy and to be free. I mean, Gandhi, most of his book is about that topic. Most of his book is not really very political, surprisingly, right? A lot of you might think it's about politics and just the British Empire and India's independence, but actually a lot of his book is about um, it's about his diet. He was a vegetarian and it's about him trying to live more and more and more simply. He had personal reasons to do that. He had religious reasons to do that. He also had a political reason. He wanted 
he felt that you know most Indian people did not have much money very very poor so he wanted to show he wanted to be a great example as a leader a political leader to all Indian people and to show the poor people of India that they could still be happy they could still have respect they could still live a good life even with almost no money so he felt this was his duty as a leader political leader in India to show the Indian people you don't have to be rich to be respectful you don't have to be rich to be good you don't have to be rich to be honest and strong and to have a great life and to be a really good person and he had religious too he was highly religious too so that also influenced him but then he did it then he had to do it himself you know he started off as a lawyer Gandhi was a lawyer in South Africa yeah good decent money yeah he, he was kind of living a normal life and then you'll see in the book then as his life goes on and especially he returns to India he gets into politics he starts leading um you know, the fight against the British Empire with, of course, with his very famous um, strategy of nonviolence, nonviolent resistance. But it was much more than just nonviolence. It was a whole way of life based on Dharma, natural law. And an important part of that was living simply. And he then you can see in the book, he talks about how step by step he tried to make his life more and more and more and more simple. And then he talks about, you know, he writes about the result. But see, that's just, it's such a great thing because he experimented with it, right? He tried it. He didn't just doubt. He tried it. This is the thing. Maybe, you know, maybe you can't live as simply as I can. That's okay. But at least try. At least, you know, try it. Test yourself. This is how you find your limits. You might find you can do more than you think. You might think that more is possible than you imagine. You know, it's like the same thing. If you want to be financially free, you want to start a business, but then you doubt yourself and oh, I don't know if I can do it and you have excuses why you can't. Just try it. Try it. You know, maybe your doubts are correct, but maybe they're not. But you'll never know until you try. You'll never know until you do the experiment. You have to experiment with your life. See, what's also great about this phrase, why it's such a, a wonderful phrase, experiments with truth, is that it, it gives you the perfect mindset. Too many people are afraid of failure. Too many people are constantly criticizing or doubting things they've never actually tried themselves they've never done so this idea of experimenting it kind of frees you it's just an experiment so you can't you can't really fail in, at an experiment right you always get a result it might be a surprising result it might be a result you don't like so much but it's just a result you know that's the, the honest scientific mindset is okay I'm going to do an experiment uh, a a real life test and then I'm just going to see what happens and the result will show me the truth or at least the result will get me closer to the truth that's a true ex that's an experiment right 
I'm going to, I have an idea for a business. And uh, I think it's a great idea. Everybody tells me it's a stupid idea. Well, how do you know? How will you actually find out if it's a good idea or a stupid idea? You have to try it. And then you get a result. It doesn't really matter what the result is. Maybe you're successful. Ah, so it was a good idea. Uh, maybe it fails. So, oh, well, it was a stupid idea. Or maybe not a stupid idea. Maybe it fails for a different reason. But you learn, and now you're closer to the truth about yourself, about your business idea, about your business skills. All of this is very useful to you and can help you next time you try to start a business. And this is the same in all areas of life. It doesn't matter what it is. Fitness, same idea. Fitness. You know, like how, how do you keep your body, you know, strong and energetic? We're not talking about food. We're just talking about exercise now. What kind of exercise is the best? You know, again, everybody gives you different opinions. Oh, you should be a runner. You should running. Running is great. Cycling, bicycling is great. Swimming is great. No, no, no. Do triathlon because that's more balanced. And then other people say, no, 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 don't do that running stuff. You got to do, don't do endurance because then you won't have big muscles and strong muscles. So you got to lift weights. And then even just in weightlifting, there are so many different ways of doing lifting weights, right? There's the bodybuilders who are going for how they look. There's power lifters. There's people who do like the Olympic style of lifting. There's the strongman competitions. They say, oh, you should do natural movements and like uh, lift big bags of sand and <laughs> huge rocks and things like that. And they all have good reasons why this is the best. And this, no, no, this one's the best. No, 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 mine's the best. So first of all, you have to decide what do you want? Do you want, what's your focus? What kind of body do you have? Are you looking for maximum strength and big muscles? Are you looking for the highest energy for all day long? Are you looking for balance? You know, good amount of strength, but also good endurance. And then what do you do? Then you have to try it. Try running. Try rucking, which is walking with a heavy backpack. Try lifting weights. Try the different ways of lifting weights. Try body weight. Uh, exercises, push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, squats, those kind of things. And little by little, you will find what works best for you. Again, this is, this is another one that's very individual. You know, like in this way, I've, and, it, and it also can change with your age, different times in your life. You know, one time in your life, you might prefer to be really focused on you want big muscles and you want to be strong and you're just lift weights but then maybe later in life yeah, maybe you're 50 years old and you got two baby two babies <laughs> and really energy is the main issue <laughs> you want to have energy all day long you want to keep like keep kind of you know good strength but mostly you also just want to have that good energy so you're not tired all the time as well just doing lifting weights is not, probably not going to be enough then you're going to have to change and try other things and you just try you experiment and you find your way to truth the reason this is important the reason I'm talking about it is we live in a 
we live in an unbalanced society in many ways. And, you know, it's a global society now, so this is really everywhere. You know, I think in time, in, at some times in history, if we look back with some groups of people, some countries at different times, we can see maybe the balance was the other direction. What do I mean? I mean, a balance between thinking and doing thinking and experimenting because we do need to think also if you just do 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 all the time and you never think then you don't learn anything you don't learn from your actions you're just kind of acting blindly that's also not good it's not useful it's not helpful so we need both right it's just a matter of you know how much how much thinking and how much doing <laughs> and i think yeah there have been times in the past or uh in history where maybe society was didn't think enough right there wasn't enough learning there wasn't enough thinking about things deeply but i think we're quite in the opposite now we're in the information age they say right everyone the media says the information age it means we think too much we're too in our heads we're always looking at screens right we're always looking at you know reading and using our our brains to think and to to listen to media to look at media we're passive it's information 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 it's too much and we don't do enough we're not out there doing enough it's very unbalanced for most of us and for most people and i think what most people need is a lot more experimenting with real life actions with trying things in real life and failing and learning from that and then trying something else and then trying something else you can do this for serious things like work and you know health but you can also just do this for fun just for just because you're curious but to get out there more spend less time looking at media spend less time just thinking 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 in your head all the time you've got to get out of your head this is an english idiom phrase english language get out of your head it means stop thinking you know it's good to think about your life but it's not good to think about it too much it's not good to just constantly be thinking 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 what should i do what is this uh, if you're thinking 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 it's unbalanced if you're not doing you need real life input okay the media can lie to you any media any person can lie to you right they can say if you jump off the building you'll be okay you and you won't get hurt don't worry right anyone can say that anyone can write that but if you you know jump off a building you you're and you actually do it you know you're going to be hurt maybe die <laughs> the real world will teach you the truth if you're at least a little bit smart at least average intelligence you will eventually learn from the real world because the real world will not lie to you you it will be uh, quite a hard teacher sometimes but it will always give you the truth you know if you have a business idea or business skills and you think you know you know how to become successful and rich well there's only one way to know and that is to do it in the real world try it in the real world and then you find the truth 
then you will find the truth. You definitely will. You will succeed or you won't. Either way, it's good because now you know the truth, <laughs> right? You're not just playing games in your own mind. So you, we got to get out of our minds. We're, we're just in our minds too much. We're just in our minds and on our phones and on the computers too much. It's not that that's bad. Thinking's not bad. Learning's not bad. Of course not. But it's too much of that is bad if it's unbalanced. So if when you, you know, what I, this is why, you know, with my lessons, with my show, I always want you to experiment. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not trying to say you must do this, right? I'm not, I'm not your boss. Of course not. I'm giving you ideas, but I always, I want you to test them. Okay. I, I don't want you just to agree. I also don't want you just to disagree. Either one, it doesn't matter because you're not doing anything. If, if, if I say an idea that's interesting to you, well, test it in the real world. Try it in some small way or a big way. You don't need to do this with everything I talk about, obviously. It's too much. But certainly if there's a topic that... I'd say if there's a topic that you really, really, really like, it excites you, or there's a, to a topic that I, you really, really hate, it makes you kind of angry and upset, those are good signs. That's your intuition talking, that there's something about that topic that is important to you. We don't hate things if they're unimportant. We don't get angry if it's unimportant. We just ignore it. Or we just think about it and say, oh, that's nice, that's interesting, and then you forget about it. But if something is bothering you, like I say something like, you know, you, you should need to, don't get, it, don't get a debt, don't borrow money, and that kind of upsets you. Ah, well, that's a sign. You should stop. Why am I getting upset by this? All right, I'm not your boss. I can't make you do anything. So why does just the idea upset you? Well, maybe because you made some bad decisions about, you know, getting in debt and you know it's not good. Or maybe not. I don't know. But the point is then, instead of just disagreeing or instead of just agreeing with me, try. Try some of the things I suggest. Just experiment. Just try it and see what happens. Maybe something good will happen. Maybe you get a result you don't like. Either way, you now know. Because the real world is always, always honest. Right? The results will teach you. <laughs> this is why I call myself a coach, right? I don't use the word teacher. I'm certainly not anyone's master or anything. I just, you know, I tr this is what I do in life. I just try things. I've been doing this my whole life. Just I just experiment with things. I just try things. I just, I don't know, it's something about my uh, personality, <laughs> my mind. When I read something that's an idea, for example, that's interesting, I, I want to try it immediately. When I read Gandhi's book and Thoreau's book, I immediately wanted to try making my life super simple. And, and of course, eventually, I lived in my car and my van. I know most people aren't like this. Most people just read the book and they think it's interesting. I read a book like that and I think, well, maybe he's right. Well, how do I know? I got to try it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to try it. I want to see. And I did. And, and he was right. Gandhi was right. Thoreau was right. 
So not just with me, just anytime when you get, when an idea affects you in such a strong way. You know, try to put it into your life. Try to make it part of your life. Experiment. Take action. So then you're not just, you know, stuck in your head all the time. And then you will find some amazing things happen in life. Even when you fail, you will learn so much more. That's how you get wisdom. You know, there's knowledge and there's wisdom. Knowledge comes from, really from others, right? You're learning things that others are teaching you. You know, maybe from reading a book, watching a video from your parents, from school, wherever. That's knowledge, it's, it's information, really. But then there's wisdom. Wisdom comes from life experiments, life, you know, actions that you take, life experience. That's wisdom. And you need wisdom, too. All right, so get out there and, and get out there and do them, do some stuff. Just just try it. Don't 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 worry about the results. Success, failure doesn't matter just get a result and now you know more you know I do this because I love you I want you to get out there and really live your life with truth and this is how you find it alright commit to my VIP program at effortlessenglishclub.com I'd love you to be a member VIP member at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. You know, as a member, you get lessons every month from me training you to speak English fluently and powerfully and effortlessly. Of course, I always teach you topics like this that can help you in life in general because for me, English is not enough. I like teaching English. I want you to speak powerfully and fluently. I want you to think in English. But I also, more importantly, want you to have a happy, good life. So that's why Effortless English always, always, always teaches both. So join, commit to my VIP program today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com.